0: Jeffrey immediately likes the restaurant, Salute, which is nothing but an old porch built right out on the beach, open to the ocean and the huge pink sky which goes on and on and on. Jeffrey has never seen so much sky. Very Key West, his mother announces, as a personage in a kind of robe, Jeffrey can't tell if it's a boy or a girl, shows them to their table by the rail. Personage is a word from Jeffrey's vocabulary book. He follows his mother and her friend, slipping between the tables, the invisible boy. Each table has a different kind of cloth on it and different chairs. Some people are barefoot and some are dressed up. A girl at the table behind them wears a string halter. A man at the table next to theirs has a big bird just sitting on his shoulder, the bird swivels its head almost all the way around to watch them take their seats. Geoffrey and his mother, Dar, and her friend from the conference, Lindsay. Two mojitos, his mother tells the personage, though Lindsay demurs. Another word from the vocabulary book. Not a chance, his mother says. Ignore her, she tells the personage. You'll love it, it's very tropical she tells Lindsay. Dar always gets her way. Lindsay is a nice serious lady in a big navy blue pantsuit, but Dar looks like Rapunzel with her scary red hair puffed out all around her head and halfway down her back. She wears long glittery earrings and a long dress with big flowers on it. She looks like she has lived in Key West all her life. Dar is a professor at the School of Social Work at American University, a specialist in empowerment. She has deep brown eyes and round white muscular arms and legs from years of yoga. She goes to yoga almost every day, like she's going to a foreign country. Dar is a mother by choice, as she tells everyone. This means that it was entirely her decision to have Jeffrey— his dad never even knew about him. Jeffrey often imagines his dad walking around some old northern city with his coat collar turned up, not knowing about him. Dar and Lindsay sip their drinks and discuss their conference, which is all about community action, how to involve the poor and the marginal and the non-English speaking in the process. Meanwhile, the sun hangs like a dayglow red yo-yo on a string above the horizon, dropping fast. Geoffrey watches it intently. It seems to be gathering speed now, plummeting toward the ocean. How can this be? Can gravity speed up? The women consult their menus and order Italian seafood dishes. Geoffrey orders a steak, well done, and a baked potato. No potatoes, the personage says. It wears makeup all the way around its eyes, like a raccoon. How about some pasta? Plain, Jeffrey asks, can it be plain? He hates it when people put stuff all over his food without asking. Sure, the personage says, honey, this is an Italian restaurant. His mother breaks off her conversation to point out. In Key West, for Christ's sake, lighten up. Then she leans over to give him a kiss. Okay, sorry. Two more mojitos, she tells the personage, and a Coke for the kid. This is a special treat. Jeffrey stares at the sun, which seems to be flattening out now that the bottom part of it has touched the horizon. It looks like a flaming beehive, going, 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 gone. Applause ripples through the restaurant, making him blush. He didn't realize that he was a part of something, that other people were watching the sunset, too. Jeffrey goes back to being invisible. Pink jet streams crisscross the sky. A chicken walks by on the sandy floor. A cruise ship heads out to sea. It looks like a floating building. Three tables away, a man and a lady with long blonde hair start kissing each other amorously, word. They have moved their chairs to the same side of the table, but the boy and the girl at the table behind them are arguing.